Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. When you win, you have a. You know, there's a camaraderie in the in the dressing room. You come in, you're everybody's in good spirits, and you you know it's easier to build. Like that game last night, there are some things we like. There are some things we have to we have to do better. But it's, it seems like it's always easier to get those points across after you win. You know, so guys are in good spirits today. We'll have an optional skate today. Have a little skate tomorrow, and uh, and be ready for Saturday. Here we go, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. What was Nuke Lelouch's line from Bull Durham? Winning. You know, it's a lot better than losing. Uh, Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout last night. Hey, special shout-out to a friend of the show, a guy that did uh, work a a number of years ago on John's short show, Colin Ruddle, a well-known figure in our community, uh, involved with Wow Factor Desserts. Uh, He helped helped make it a very special uh, Stauffer Thanksgiving uh, dinner, so much appreciated on that front. And uh, just what I needed uh, to gain another six or seven pounds uh, over a two-day span. So, uh, again, again, one thing about Colin, he knows his hockey, and he's known it for a long, long time here in town. Very quickly, before we go to Louis DeBrusque, IMAX says, Bob, regarding last night's game, Zach Hyman was excellent. Nuge was Nuge. I thought Yamo played more fearless, too, so it's great to see. 29 was just average, but he seems to be... Uh, he, he seems to reverse into games and seasons. Not concerned there. Uh... 97 should keep trying those rushes. Might be frustrating, but it wears down the D and makes the other team play uh, the way they don't normally want to. That one comes to us from IMAC as we go to Louis DeBrusque. Sportsnet color analyst brought to you by GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Hello, Louis. How you doing? Hey, Bob, what's going on? Doing well today. How are you? Oh, not bad. Uh, optional. Came down to voice some spots yeah. down here at Chorus. So I'm in the uh, warm, uh, cozy confines of the Chorus building. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a happy man. For the listeners, that the there's so much concentration on the quality of the ice at uh, Rogers Place that it can be a little frigid sometimes during the day. <laughs> from the you bro- might think it's frigid, but the polar bear in me likes it. Yeah, well, you are uh, the polar bear. I'm always bear. pretty comfortable in there. Yeah, you are the after all the polar bear. Well, uh, opening game. What, what were your thoughts last night as you were working that broadcast with with uh, Harner Ryan watching the Oilers get the three two shootout victory? I'll tell you what. What a what a different atmosphere in that building, and so great to see it back to capacity and uh, the crowd rocking last night. I don't know for you, Bob, but for me, that's the first time I've been in the building live with fans and. 
It was outstanding. It was an incredible game. I thought it was a high-paced game right from the get-go. I thought both teams were, were coming out energized and had a different bite to their game, a tenacity. Yeah, there was some scrambly times, some turnovers and all that. And as Dave Tippett had mentioned in that little snippet that you showed uh, put on there, there's going to be some things they really liked about the games. There's, there's, there's things that both coaches are certainly going to address today. But I thought for both sides, they brought it on the ice. I think the fans really kind of injected some of that uh, intensity into the game and kind of how you'd expect between those two teams. They've seen each other a lot in the last year, not even, and uh, you know what, they're going to see more of each other, and it was it was a real good start to the season, I think, just to be in that atmosphere and be able to call a game with that type of a crowd going nuts in there. Perfect case teaching scenario for Dave Tippett as his team squandered the 2-0 lead because yeah. they ultimately got the victory in the shootout. You know, I mean, you're going to try and learn from anything, but exactly. You you get up in a game, a couple of goals, and, you know, the tendency typically is, you know, take your foot off that gas a little bit and just, you know, kind of settle into a routine. And there's a skill that goes along with that. And I think one thing under Dave Tippett this team has done very well has been able to, you know, the system that they approach the game with, it allows them to be comfortable in those tight situations. And we saw that last year. We saw it the year before. You know, both years this team was in the playoffs at the end of the year year and it's you know for me it's just it's managing the game and understanding where you are and what situation you're in and that's just all part of the process and you know listen I thought it was a great game I really did I thought uh, you know both teams came out I think the Canucks both goaltenders were great by the way I thought Mike Smith was excellent carrying over what he did last year the one goal that got by him that you know you could look up to the sky afterwards it really was a flyby by Pedersen you know he was he goes right into his eyes that quick little release by Hughes and you could just tell it handcuffed him for that split second he almost got it he was there but that little hole was was there that it found its way into the net that's hockey that's the way it is i like that he said hey you know what that's that's part of it what are you going to do you you buckle down you try and get the win in the shootout which they did but uh yeah you know great learning experience i think that's going to be the way the season's going to go bob i really do i think there's going to be a lot of tight games like there were last year i think there's going to be that competitive spirit in each and every game because it's a full 82 game schedule i think for everybody involved in the game of hockey they want this to go on as cleanly and smoothly as possible to get back to a normal season and you know if you watch that game from anywhere last night especially inside the building um, you understand that people are pretty excited to have it back I didn't mention this in the uh, bit of a recap I did Edmonton won over 60% of their face-offs last night uh, and the Canucks were a team that was a top five face-off team the year before which is going to bring me to Zach Hyman I thought he was the best oiler. He played in every situation. Uh, he helped out as a right shot on the PK. Um, him and Fogel, to me, got the Oilers' offense going in the first period with their net drives. Those are my thoughts on Hyman. Give me yours. Yeah. I love your the wordage there, net drive. And I noticed it with Fogel, especially in the preseason. It's the way he's played. I got to see him play in the playoffs a couple of years. And, you know, he's a big body that just – has that instinct to take the puck to the net, to the blue paint from behind the net especially. Protects, drives it into there, and it just creates chaos. And it's something the Oilers were lacking. They were lacking that inside movement to the net from big bodies. Zach Hyman, the same thing. You know, he's got a nose around the net. The goalie scored. I mean, he just flared out at the right time. Beautiful pass by Dreisaitl on the tape, and he tapped it in. And you're going to see a lot of that this year. But it's the other things that he does. It's the Charlie hustle. You know, the first goal, the way he gets in, the forecheck, I mean, 
that for me, you know, that starts things off, right? You, you get in there, you, you initiate a forecheck, you drive to the net, you find a way to make a goal happen, and that's just you're building off of a situation where it looks like there's nothing there. He did it a couple times last night where he got into the forecheck and just came up with the puck, and that's, you know, puck retrievals are such a huge aspect of the game. Um, I think it's his biggest strength, but, you know, he, he never really quits on any shift, and that's what, you know, he's built that reputation on is that work ethic, and that's why the Oilers and a lot of teams were so, you know, eager to go out there and sign him in the offseason. The Oilers are the ones that got him, and he's a big addition to the team. I think for a first game, you couldn't ask for too much more. You saw him in every situation. He drove up the ice a couple times, could have had a couple more points, power play goal. But for me, it's not just a power play goal. I look at all the other things they did in the game, and I appreciate those more than the power play goal, even though the power play goal is obviously important. It's the number one thing you're trying to do is score goals. But, yeah, I, I like the whole complete package that Zach Hyman brings, and we saw it all last night. Yeah, there's no question about that. Just running down the minutes, uh, Louie, for the forwards. Drysaddle and McDavid each played over 24 minutes in last night's game. Of course, they saw a lot of action in the three-on-three. Uh, Paul Yarvey did not get a shift in three-on-three. He played 20 minutes in regulation. Hyman played 17-29. Nugent Hopkins played 21-08. Yamamoto played 18-36. So, you know, Speaking of Yamamoto, you know, I heard you mention a little. Yamamoto for me, you know, as the game went on, we started to see that the Yamamoto you expect to kind of see. A little tenacious, you know, a little chippy, call it even sticky if you want to. There's that little extra little drive to kind of get in there and disrupt things. And, you know, the breakaway, uh, he's finished one off in preseason. You, know, you would have loved to have seen that go in for Yamamoto early because I think that's all it is, to be honest with you, Bob. It's confidence. It's just that finishing ability, that confidence coming with that. But creating those chances. You know, that's the thing. If you're creating those chances and turning pucks over and making things happen, good things will happen. It was, I thought, a real good showing. And as the game went on for me, I thought uh, Yamo was, was, was starting to really find that stride and be a dangerous player on the ice when he's out there. Are you concerned that Nurse played 32 minutes last night? I'm not. If you look at the schedule right now, you've got a couple games the Edmonton Oilers do between their first game, their second game, and then a couple more again before their third game. So get the rust out. This is this is an area that he can play. Certainly you don't want to play him that much. Now, with Duncan Keith going off for that period of time, getting stitched up, I imagine that he got stitched up, yeah. um, cut on that hit by Tyler Myers. You know, he, Darnell was out there with a couple different pairings. He played quite a bit with Bouchard, which I actually like that pairing too. And that's something that we thought you know might happen, you know, with Bouchard coming up into the mix, you know, playing alongside Darnell Nurse. We saw him have a, a great season with Ethan Barrett, the youngster in the same situation, a young guy with a veteran player now that, essentially can play with anybody. I mean, Darnell Nurse can make anybody look better now, which, you know, is what you like to see in your top defenseman go out there and can handle any situation. I thought Bouchard was pretty comfortable on that right side and also in the penalty killing role. I thought he was really uh, stable in that penalty killing role, moving it around and, and finding his his pucks to put down the ice, making little plays that look easy, but they're not under pressure. It was a good game for him, too, I thought. I mean, listen, there were some mistakes. There were some turnovers in situations, some lost coverage in situations. You expect that from a first game. You know, heck, it was my first game last night, and I, I had some marbles in the mouth a few times myself. So you got you got to kind of work that out as the season goes. But uh, I think for a first one, it had a little bit of everything. Right now, there's listeners saying, Louis DeBras, marbles in the mouth of you. Listen to Stoffer on a daily basis. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to ask you about uh, Duncan Keith and the play with Myers. Uh, that was a hard hit by a big man. I didn't think it was overly dirty. 
I, I, I knew you would have loved the response from Colton Sevier on that play. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, it was. It's funny, you know, because Tyler Myers is one of those players at six eight, you know, and just a big body. You, you you think to yourself, this guy could be such a menace on the ice because he's a good skater. I I classified him, you know, a couple of years ago. I said, you know, my own opinion is he's the best six foot eight skater we've ever seen in the game. You know, honestly, like at six foot eight, yep. he is a smooth skating big man. There's no question about that. But the one thing you, you look at Tyler Myers and you say he has all that size, is he really a physical presence out there? Is he really a guy that kind of makes you kind of think about what you're going to do with the puck because of that, you know, aggressiveness? Well, I'll tell you what. If that's if that's a sign of what he's going to play like this year, um, that was a big uptick for me for for Tyler Myers and that hit. You know what? The fact that he pinched that low down into the zone on a defenseman yep. defenseman hit, and the thing is for Duncan Keith, and I'm glad he was okay because that could have been really ugly. He was really far from the boards the way he fell in. I do believe it was just a cut. Looks always worse. A head wound bleeds a lot more than anywhere else, and you know he came right back out there. Duncan Keith has dished it out throughout his career. He's taken. He's a tough customer. This guy has played through wars. You know, he's uh, he's not going to get deterred from a hit like that. He saw it coming. He knew the hit was coming. He took the hit to make the play. He did. He, if you watch the replay, he can. he's got eyes in the back of his head, that guy. He saw that hit coming. He thought he could weather that hit. I just don't think he's ever been hit that hard by a guy six foot eight and the size of Tyler Myers, you know, and he ended up blowing right through him. I think Myers was surprised at how much he went through him, too. Um, but, yeah, I love the reaction from Colton Sevier. You know, listen, this is a gritty guy. Grew up in Red Deer. You know, this is a guy that, you know, he knows exactly what he has to do to stick around the lineup, why he was signed to a contract on a professional tryout. He just came in and just grabbed on him. I don't care what happens in the scrap. I just like seeing the reaction. I like seeing a team sure. stick up for one another. I like seeing a team come together when things like that happen. And I was also happy to see Duncan Keith come back out on the ice. And you know what? For his first game, he did he did a lot of good things too. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is a great defenseman. This guy has done everything in his career, and uh, he's still got a lot left in the tank. Well, they had a, him and Cece had a very strong analytics game, which was the sharp criticism when the deal was made was, well, the numbers have been horrible. They they had the ice tilted when they were on the ice. Louis DeBrus joining yeah. us right now, as he does and every... Sorry, Louis, one of the things, sorry, Bob. Sorry, okay. One of the things about Duncan Keith, and we tried to get it in last night on the air, and you know, just obviously lots of things are happening. But the one thing he does great is if you watch him come back for the puck, he comes back really fast all the time to come back and retrieve a puck, and it's just in his DNA to do it. He just, and it, it's just an urgency to get back, get that puck as fast as he can, so he has more time to make plays and turn that puck up. And I think that's going to rub off on the defense to the Edmonton Oilers, and I, I think it's crucial. It's really important, especially with aggressive forechecking the way it is now, the quicker that you can get back, establish that possession, turn your head, take a look and move that puck up the ice with the Fords Edmonton has. Now that's obviously the game plan, the way they want to play. And I thought they were pretty good at that in situations last night, making that quick little pass through coverage to Fords that were supporting quickly with speed and then bang, it's down the other way. Um, it, it was a fast, hard-fought game. It really was. I, I thought it was end-to-end. Both teams were aggressive and I'll tell you, if hockey's like that this year, it's going to be so much fun to call. Louis DeBrusque appears every Thursday in Oilers now for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. All right, Louis. Uh, 
that play last night with Keith, it reminded me a bit of because I've no, I haven't seen Duncan Keith get hit like that too often, and it reminded me of when uh, ever has been. Dustin Bufflin flattened Jay Bomeister one time. Uh, and, like, I've never seen – so I want you to think back to your playing days when a guy – there's some guys that get hit a lot because they put themselves – and this was concerning for me watching Broberg in preseason. It looked like he wasn't familiar with the ice in North America, and he got hit a couple times. And I know it's something that they're going to have to monitor down on the farm. But do you recall playing with a guy, or conversely, did you ever hit a guy – that didn't get hit a lot back in the day. That kind of, you know, either you got a surprising hit on a guy once and blew him up, uh, you know, all-star celebrity blow up, to paraphrase uh, SCTV, blowed him up real good. Or conversely, did you ever see a guy, or did you ever get stunningly hit yourself where you got, remember when Gazdick got hit by Buffalo in uh, Winnipeg? Oh, yeah. You know, that was a fourth. Well, you brought Buffalo up, and obviously Tyler Myers played, alongside Buffalo and Winnipeg. And I remember going in there in that, that rink, which just seems a little tighter because of the, the way it's built. It goes straight up, and it's a smaller venue. And it's, it's you know what? That right side with Truba, Buffalo, and Myers. Yes. During that set, you know, it was – you had to have your head up when you were between the benches there when they come come and try and hit people at that center ice coming into the zone. You know, the hardest hit I ever had in my career <clears> – <throat> Excuse me, Peter Sakura. Now, not the offensive Peter Sakura, the big defenseman Peter Sakura, who was like six foot two, six three, two twenty five, or whatever he was, two thirty. I was around the same size. I was playing for Tampa Bay, and I came off the bench and skated as hard as I could to the offensive top of the circles where he was coming around the net. Very similar to what Duncan Keith did. He's a defenseman. He got that puck. He came around the net. Now I had changed, and go you know, for a big guy. I could skate. Pretty fast straight away. Give me a puck or any turns, I was in trouble. But straight away, I could get a pretty good head of steam going. And I and there was no slowing down. It was two really big human beings on the ice colliding. And uh, I think I collapsed one of his lungs, maybe his other one too. Like he was he was in rough shape afterwards. I he took the brunt of the hit, but I I felt the effects too. I was coming off of a concussion, and I probably came back a little bit too soon. So that's why I'm a little sensitive to concussions too. And and. And I'll tell you what, I, I felt the effects of that hit. It was a massive collision. Um, the other one, you know, I always think of that boy Devereaux hit. Dallas Drake, who wasn't the biggest oh, yeah. guy in the world, yeah. you know, and I played with him in Phoenix, and I've talked to you a lot about him. He was just, the, the art of hitting is... Skating through, he, skated, he skated through guys, Louie. He's I mean, he was maybe 180 pounds sopping wet, if that. You know, I'm telling you, he was not a big guy. If you saw him in the dressing room, he had narrow shoulders. He was just, you know, no teeth. He was a hockey player. He was just, you know, just a great character and an awesome teammate. But he caught Boy Devereaux. Kevin Lowe was the coach at that time, and he was screaming at me from the bench. You know, he's so passionate. He was, you know, if he could have, he would have jumped on the ice himself. But, you know, it was just, you know, back then, hits like that were more common. Guys were stepping up and blowing people up, and that was before the headshot rule and all that and it was just a little more violent of a hit that one last night was a violent hit there's no question that was a that was that was an aggressive heavy hit unfortunately he went into the boards the way he went into the boards he was probably about eight or nine feet away from the boards and that's a dangerous position to be in and like i said i'm glad he's okay i'm glad he came back and played the rest of the game because you just don't want to see guys get hurt early in the season especially you want to kind of work your way into it but uh, yeah those are the two that come to mind for me me personally that hit was it was i'm telling you we both ran into each other, Sakura and I, and it was like we both stopped dead in our tracks. It was, it was, it was, it was ugly. It was, it was a pretty heavy collision. Louis, awesome stuff. We'll see you down at the rink tomorrow.
All right, take care, bud. That's Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Go down and see Brendan, Taylor, and Chris. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Bruce, Chris, and tell them Oilers now sent you. When we return, we'll get to the Oilers now injury report. It's 1253 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, silky smooth in the shootout. Horvat came back with an unbelievable move in the shootout to tie it. And then Kyle Turris. I know you all had him taking a shot in the shootout last night and getting a shift uh, in uh, in three-on-three play. Turris with the eventual game winner, Mike Smith. One save better than Thatcher Dimko last night. The Oilers 1-0. They play the Flames Saturday, 8 p.m. To the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. James H. Brown, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. It's this simple. They're the best. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, Dave Tippett did confirm today that Zach Cassian will return for the Battle of Alberta on Saturday night. Zach uh, Bogosian, though, is out four to six weeks for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's got a lower body injury. He was hurt in uh, game one of the season against Pittsburgh on Tuesday. Oh, there you have it. Now, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, for all the people complaining about Darnell Nurse and the time on ice he had last night, Nurse had 32 shifts. Oliver Ekman Larson had 33. I was going to say Neil Hughes, and Quinn Hughes had 32. Uh, Neil Hughes, former uh, Saskatchewan Rough Rider and Regina Ram from back in the day, had a real good, uh, what was it, 2000 Vanier Cup or 2000 Atlantic Bowl or whatever it was called back then. Uh, Oiters GM says, Bob, Mike Smith was great for the most part of last night, but he was sleeping on that second goal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or did he find something attractive in the stands, uh, like an, a, a sign or something that was in his? Is that what you're inferring? Uh, yeah, Smith, obviously, that happens once in a while. A little bit of a flyby with Patterson in front, and boom, it was in the net. There you go. You can always text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, I'm not going to lie. I think the owners are going to be missing Alex Chase on this year. Look, Alex Chason's a good guy. 
they got Hyman and Paul Yarvi on the power play instead of Jason. I guess time will tell. We'll see whether or not you're right. I'm really happy for Alex that he got an NHL contract. Bob, the Calgary Flames have lost 11 straight season openers. Really? Is that true? I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, I might have a chance to do it. No question. Might have to do it. 780-496-0063. We'll see if we can work it in. It's 12.58 Edmonton. The order's coming off a 3-2 shutout victory. Uh, shootout victory. Shootout, not shutout. Victory against the Vancouver Canucks. Optional practice today. Uh, probably a full practice tomorrow. Zach Cassian back for the Flames on Saturday night. And we head off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.